time next week, stay classy. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is a Democratic Party legislator offers an alternative to the government's controversial extradition legislation. Baptist University researchers warn about pesticide levels in so-called organic produce in Hong Kong. And North Korea test fires rockets, raising concerns in Washington about President Trump's peace process. Democratic Party lawmaker Andrew Wan has put forward a compromise to defuse a battle over controversial legislation to change the SAR's fugitives law. Sean Kennedy has more. Legislation to change the current law would allow extradition deals on a case-by-case basis, but critics say this could mean people are handed over to face trial in places where their legal rights aren't fully guaranteed. The government says it wants the law passed before the summer break to allow a Hong Kong man to be sent back to Taiwan to be tried for the murder of his Hong Kong girlfriend on the island. Mr Wan has proposed an amendment to allow Hong Kong courts to have jurisdiction to try eight extra crimes, including murder and manslaughter, that have taken place overseas. Mr Wan says his idea is to give local courts jurisdiction over Hong Kongers who are suspected of committing those crimes overseas or for overseas crimes involving victims from Hong Kong. Earlier, DAB lawmaker Holden Chow called on pro-democracy lawmakers not to paralyze LegCo's Bills Committee, which is currently looking at the government's controversial plan to amend Hong Kong's extradition law. He also accused the opposition of using scare tactics over the law. Researchers at Baptist University have warned that some wet market stalls claims to Some wet market stall claims to have organic vegetables could be just a marketing ploy and doesn't mean that they're safe from pesticides. The university's Organic Resource Center says it recently checked 60 locally and mainland-grown vegetable samples from Hong Kong wet markets and close to 30% of the produce claiming to be organic had pesticides exceeding European safety standards. It also found that three wet market stalls' organic certificates had expired and a fourth only displayed a photocopy. The center's director, Jonathan Wong, urged the government to regulate the certification of organic food. From our survey, we found that a lot of cell came organic samples in the market. Most of them contain pesticides and some exit EU standard. So what does it mean is that because now we don't have regulation, I can put a label organic on my vegetable. I can sell it. And the custom and exile department cannot prosecute them because they can't prove organic or not organic. So in this situation, a certification labeling law will be really important that to have people easily find out which one is organic, which one is not organic. Chief Secretary Matthew Jung says the government's seeking to install some 500 drinking fountains at its facilities within the next three years in a bid to cut plastic pollution. That would amount to nearly a 20% increase and would bring the total number of fountains to some 3,200. They'll be located at parks, government offices and service centers in private buildings. Writing on his weekly blog, Mr. Jung says it's intended to limit the use of plastic water bottles. The government's also planning a pilot scheme later this year to see how useful it would be to use vending machines to collect plastic drink containers. It's been more than two months since the collapse of talks between the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and President Trump, which were intended to de-escalate tensions with Pyongyang and work toward denuclearization. However, North Korea's test firing of rocket launchers and tactical guided weapons early yesterday caused concerns among some in Washington, D.C., but the tests don't appear to have shaken Mr. Trump's confidence in his relationship with Kim Jong-un. The BBC's Chris Buckler has more.
This missile test will be seen by many in the Trump administration as a defiant gesture by Pyongyang, even if it doesn't break its pledge not to test long-range or nuclear weapons. And South Korea clearly sees it as both a worrying development and a breach of a military agreement between the North and the South. President Moon is now publicly trying to put pressure on Kim Jong-un to engage in meaningful talks with the United States. February summit between the North Korean leader and Donald Trump ended without a deal, and many analysts believe firing these projectiles, which travelled up to 120 miles, was designed to send a message to Washington that Pyongyang is becoming increasingly frustrated with America's refusal to ease sanctions. But in a post on Twitter... President Trump said he was confident that Kim Jong-un would not break promises that he had made to him or do anything to jeopardise the potential economic future of his country. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The newly crowned King of Thailand is granting titles to members of the royal family on the second day of elaborate ceremonies marking his coronation. King Maha Vajiralongkorn is the country's first new monarch in nearly seven decades. Yesterday, he, for, he issued his first royal command, promising to reign with righteousness. Large crowds are expected to gather on the streets of Bangkok later today for a royal procession. The authorities in the Indian state of Odisha say more than 10,000 villages were damaged by Cyclone Fanny, one of the most powerful to hit the region in years. The BBC's Rahul Tandon is in the state's capital, Bhubaneswar. The scale of the devastation caused by the cyclone is now becoming clear. Thousands of people have been left homeless and more than two and a half million are without electricity. With some areas of the state still cut off because of fallen trees and electricity lines, the authorities are having to use helicopters to drop food parcels. Many areas are also without clean drinking water. The chief minister of the state, Naveen Patnaik, has described the movement of more than a million people to shelters just hours before the cyclone struck as one of the largest evacuations in human history. Sport, football and Liverpool have kept the pressure on Manchester City in the race for the English Premier League title with a dramatic 3-2 win away to Newcastle. Robert Kemp has more. The victory saw Liverpool, fresh from their 3-0 Champions League semi-final first leg defeat by Barcelona, return to the top of the table. They lead Manchester City, who still have two games to play by two points. Reigning champion City will go top by a point if they win at home to Leicester on Monday. It seemed Liverpool would have to settle for a draw at St James's Park when, after twice taking the lead through Virgil van Dijk and Mohamed Salah, they were pegged back by goals from Christian Atsu and Salomon Rondon. But Divock Origi's 86-minute header restored Liverpool's lead. They then survived eight minutes of injury time, caused mainly by a lengthy stoppage that saw the injured Salah carried off on a stretcher. Liverpool's win means the title race will go all the way to the final day of the season when the Reds are at home to Wolves and City are away to Brighton. Tottenham Hotspur missed the chance to confirm their place in the Champions League next season. They lost 1-0 at Bournemouth, conceding an injury time goal, having gone down to nine men for half the game. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. And a slump at the end of the season for Tottenham as well. They've lost their last three. Massive game now for them on Wednesday against Ajax, Champions League semi-final. Not the way they would have liked to go into that game with this defeat to Bournemouth. They were unfortunate, though, I have to say. Nathan Ake scoring right at the end. Son was the first player sent off for pushing Lerma. Fairly harsh, although you can't raise your hands. The players know that. Then Juan Foyt was sent off just two minutes after coming on for an awful 
challenge. So they had nine men. They defended really well. They could have even scored to go one up. They nearly equalised as well. There's a penalty shout near the end, but it did finish 1-0 to Bournemouth. And Tottenham now know that they will be in the Champions League next season if they beat uh, Everton on the final day of the season. Cardiff City have been relegated from the Premier League after slumping to a 3-2 defeat against Crystal Palace. Neil Warnock's, Warnock's side needed a win to have a realistic chance of beating the drop on the last day of the season, but they were outclassed by Palace at the Cardiff City Stadium. Third bottom Cardiff are four points behind fourth bottom Brighton, with only one game remaining, ensuring they'll join already relegated Huddersfield and Fulham in the second tier next season. To end the news, our top stories once again. A Democratic Party legislator offers an alternative to the government's controversial extradition legislation. Oh, pardon me. I have jumped the gun. Back to the football news. Golf and Americans Jason Duffner, Joel Damon and Max Homa share the lead after the third round of the U.S. PGA Wells Fargo Championship. With Rory McIlroy two shots adrift, Homa and Damon each fired one under par 70s, while Duffner shot 71 to share the lead at 11 under 202 after 54 holes at Quail Hollow in Charlotte, North Carolina. American Pat Perez fired a 66 to grab fourth on 204, Four-time major winner McElroy was in fifth on 204. McElroy won his first U.S. PGA title at Quail Hollow in 2010. And now to end the news. The top stories once again. A Democratic Party legislator offers an alternative to the government's controversial extradition legislation. Baptist University researchers warn about pesticide levels and so-called organic produce in Hong Kong and North Korea test fires rockets, raising concerns in Washington about President Trump's peace process. The news from RTHK. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Jackie's that were there before me. But 